One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, he couldn't finish the story at WrestleMania, so he just started a new one on the Raw after (laughs) WrestleMania because Brock Lesnar not only teamed with Cody Rhodes to take on Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa in the main event of the Raw after Mania, he immediately attacked and turned heel on Cody Rhodes and gave him a vicious beatdown around ringside. We will get into this, but first I need to do the bit of admin. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. This is the Professor Dan Layton. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast, a review of the Raw Aftermania. If this is your first time here, please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Let us know your thoughts on this heel turn and Raw Aftermania in general in the uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out every single one of your thoughts above the five US dollars. Thank you all so much for joining us here. This is our sixth of six live streams that we've done over wow. WrestleMania Marathon Man Luke going over here by yeah. the way into my 20th hour on it yes well, <laughs> well played thank yes. you very much i'm not i'm not here to brag but i've done well, a lot yeah uh, i mean you've not never been i've been on a, uh, no, I've, been, I've been on three of the six well the four of the six this is my fourth it is but also you've done the most out like a lot of hours there were also six and a half hour streams six oh, yeah. hours streams. true yeah <laughs> you've done a lot you've done your shifts but yeah but thank you all so much for joining us here Go in me. the live chat for what was a raw after mania that it certainly was that was really Bad, Bad, odd, poorly paced, boring, but it had a really interesting, I'd say actual opening segment because the Triple H promo at the start was just to be like, hey, we're WWE and we're cool. Thank you all so, so much. Um, So the first actual segment I thought was really intriguing. Mm. And then effectively nothing happened for two and a half hours. That's true. We then got a Matt Riddle return, which actually was quite cool, but he is going into uh, the the Miz card vortex. I've just coined that. That literally literally hit me. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, good job. And then we had this main event angle. So the opening of the show after the Triple H promo was... Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa came down to the ring to brag about the fact that they beat Cody mm. Rhodes at WrestleMania. Cody basically immediately came out and said, you're one of the best in this business, but I know that you know that I had you beat. Yes. And the only reason you won is because that guy right there, in reference to Solo Sokoa, interfered on your behalf. Mm-hmm. So I'm only here to say one word. Rematch. Yeah. And Paul Heyman said, 
where would you like this hypothetical rematch to take place? Yeah. And Cody said, tonight. That was really good. Crowd were mad. Oh, the crowd were very. Crowd was so into the idea of Cody. Big Cody Jones. Cody still massively over. Mm -hmm. Roman was getting really good heat out of all of this as well. And of course, the bloodline turned him down because why would they? Yeah, why why would they grant this? Logically, they did not want to do this. So you know, kudos to them. Uh, And they then said, "Well, Cody offered up an alternative. How about we instead have a tag team match player?" And Heyman had a bit of counsel with Roman Reigns and said, we agree under two conditions. Number one, that the person who is on your team wrestled at WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. which immediately rules out like a Bray Wyatt or a uh, a Jay White debut Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. Two, the person who does team with you will never be able to challenge for the world title that Roman Reigns holds. Mm -hmm. And they basically were like, no one's going to accept this offer because no one's going to give up that opportunity. Yeah, it was, it was designed to make Cody feel isolated. It was designed to make Cody be like, well, no one's going to... And I actually, uh, what I partly liked about that was the fact that, you know, we had this... Um, Cody was never going to challenge for the AW title. Yeah. Uh, that was baked into his story there. He, he's, he knows what it's like to rule yourself out of a championship. Um, and wishing that on one of his competitors when he's someone who intends to be a fighting champion. Yeah. That's a, a devil's choice. You know, it's a really interesting it's piece a, of work there. Yeah, really good point, actually. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the live show, but that's really just sort of sunk into me. Yeah. Like him getting a curse that he had in mm-hmm. AEW that he put upon himself and yeah. he's adding that on someone else. That's really nice. Um, but it was answered by someone. Immediately. And it was answered by... Brock Lesnar. And this was a great choice. And I thought they did a good job on commentary explaining yeah. why this is a good choice. It's cool because it's Brock and Cody teaming mm-hmm. together. Okay, it's Roman Reigns. That's like a, whoa, yep. what a universe mode. And Roman sold it very well. Yeah. Like he was like, whoa, hang on. Uh, what's this? What's happening here? The sort of thing that you'd just book in my GM mode yeah. because you're like, well, I've, I'm, I've got them both here. They're not yeah. in title feuds. Let's put them in the tag team. Um, and but crucially, more than that, Brock already cannot challenge for the belt yes because they had the last brock lesnar roman reigns match at SummerSlam last year so mm-hmm. brock it doesn't matter to him he's ruled out he's ruled out anyway so he came down he was proper happy brock lesnar mm-hmm. and it was a very cool moment and then celebrating the ring was like wow that's that's pretty rad that's pretty yeah. cool like that was the image i chose yes. for the thumbnail originally yes. for this the tag team Boy, that had to change. It really did. And it had to change sharpish. Well, we, it had to change about three hours later. but Because we got to the main event, and we all came to this realization that... We only had 10 minutes after the show. And there was like, and there were still introductions to be done, like ring introductions. We had all the big entrances. The big special there. lighting. The, yeah. the, it, was, it was presented as a big time WrestleMania caliber main event. Hashtag Vince McMahon trademark. We'll get into that in the show. And we were like, wow, there's not a lot of time for the actual wrestling on this show. Yeah. Which was already a, a show with a lack of wrestling on it. And then what happened, Dan? What happened was uh, Cody is being introduced by Mike Rome, who gets his full uh, American nightmare that he didn't get to say the night before, and then within seconds, from out of nowhere, an F5. An F5 from Brock Lesnar to Cody Rhodes, and then what can only be described as a beatdown for the ages. Yeah, this was a heck of a beatdown. Sold unbelievably by Cody Rhodes, who, by the way, I... If there were any doubt that this is uh, a sort of walking icon of the business in in so many ways, has been selling the, the the effects of the night before the whole show, full suit for the opening segment, 
selling his ribs, trying to smile at the crowd, grimacing here and there. A really wonderful performance in the promo segment. Really, really was quite something. Uh, do seek it out because there were intricacies and little, little nuances in his facial expressions that sold. He almost hated the fact that he was asking for a rematch. Like he, wa- he was almost going to demand a rematch because he's so correct. I actually had you beat there. But if I couldn't get it done on the night, there was a, almost a flicker of like, oh, I shouldn't be asking for a rematch, but I, but I want one kind of thing. Because he knows he can beat him. Because he knows he can beat he him. He knows he had him beat. He'd hit two crossroads. He was about to hit a mm-hmm. third. He had Roman beat. He really did. And, it, and, and that's inarguable. Um, so then when we get hit with this F5, which then is followed up by, very quickly by a second F5, the second F5 happens because Brock takes Cody by the head and just sort of pulls him up to his feet and the, the the lack of expectation from cody who to that point had been giving it a cool oh my god i'm so ready for this moment almost like full-on white meat baby face smiling to the to the hard cam um it, it blindsided him it blindsided him brock picks him up by the by the 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 short rib, <laughs> by the rib uh tapes that he's got on to, to sell the rib injury um, and and ragdolls him into two German suplexes and throws him out of the ring. We get an F five onto the table, which broke like a what's your new favorite phrase? A biscuit. It was a biscuity break. A biscuity break. Um, a bunch of chair shots on yeah. the outside. Uh, an F five onto the steel stairs in the ring. We think that's it. Brock starts to leave the ring. Uh, everyone is down. Every member of the backstage area comes down and tries to take over. Looking at tries to stop Brock. Brock's having none of it. The second Brock leaves the ring and starts walking up the ramp, everyone's in the ring to look after Cody. But the Cody starts stirring, and Brock can't have that. So Brock, t- Brock turns right back around, heads right to the ring, yet more beat down. Two two things were very brutal in what he did. First of all, he walked over Cody's neck. Yeah, like proper foot on the throat. The, the kind of classic, I'm a big wrestler and you're a small wrestler, so I'm going to walk over your back, except it was his throat. Yeah. Then he takes that chair, a couple of more chair shots to the back, and then literally just drives it into Cody's throat, really going for it, really trying to cause him real pain here. And then he decides that's enough. Leaves, heads to the back, everyone's checking on Cody. I'm watching the clock. We are setting down to uh, 3.59, heading to the close of the hour. Brock comes back onto the stage. Everyone is nervous. He rips off his his wrist straps, and we get this kind of incredible opening of Raw shot, which they can never use in the opening segment because it ain't PG, pal. Brock, double middle finger, Austin style, directly down lens. The camera goes through them to Brock's face, which is there to say, eat it. Yeah. It was a hell of an angle. It really was an interesting angle. It split our audience us. We did live reactions to this, which you can go back and watch on the uh, the rest of the podcast. I'm also going to clip out just that little bit, so you can just go and watch that smaller mm. clip if you don't want to go, let's go through the whole thing. But please go and watch the whole thing, because we had a great time doing it. Um, but it did split the audience that we had watching it. And actually, I mean, I'm looking at the live chat now, and it's sort of split again. And I'm split. To be honest. Yeah, well, that's what I thought was interesting. So I, I want to dive into that. Mm. So we asked our, our audience, we did a poll, was that good? And it was no, 55%, yes, 45%. That is a, more or less a 50-50 split mm. from the, you know, the, the small pool that we had. That is anecdotal, but it is kind of factual data, but it is more, you know, based on the poll that we had. So I'm going to ask you then, because mm. you think that you're quite split on this. Yeah. I, I know where I stand on Well, where do you stand? I'm I think I'm more positive on this. Mm. I thought it was a really good angle. Yeah. I, it was an angle that even though someone 
predicted it in yeah, the Ultra I didn't... Shout out to Justin Edelheit, who predicted this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, he made, well, he wrote here, no way Brock wrestles tonight, match starts, and he F5s Cody. But he also then predicted that Riddle comes out as Brock's replacement. So. Right, yeah. But he did also predict that Riddle was going to come back. Um, so I thought it was a great angle. Mm. And I think it serves a couple of different things. It moves Cody out of the Roman title picture, which we can then delay, because what you don't want to do is over-egg that pudding if you want to try and, like, try and find a new crowning moment for him, be that at Money in the Bank mm. or SummerSlam or something like that. Particularly SummerSlam, I think, is where we might be looking towards for that rematch. You need to find a way to keep them apart. And this is a way to keep them apart, but put Cody... Keep Cody in the main event picture. But keep Cody in a main event picture. Keep him in a really big program, as opposed to just you know, feuding with The Miz or something, mm. you know, like, or feuding with someone in the mid-card or Seth Rollins or you know something that he's already done. This keeps him in a big-time program. Yeah. And Cody versus Brock Lesnar, I think is a really intriguing match. It's certainly one that we haven't seen. That's it. Like That, that to me, is you know the, the Tony Khan buzzword. That feels dream match yeah. to me. So I am. I actually am quite into this. So, so let me tell. Where were you at? The reason I'm. The thing was that opening segment. I was really high on. I was really high on it. And um, if any of you had joined us last night for the for the WrestleMania finale, um, I was and am kind of chill about it I, I i don't think that is the end of the story i you, don't think that was the moment you were the one being called the wwe shill i was <laughs> huffing on the copium you know I, I i drank the kool-aid years ago i'm the mark you know uh, uh guilty as charged but i kind of was giving it giving it room to to you know in the cliche let it play out see what happens and i felt vindicated at the start of the show i really did i was like well here you go see we're getting the the bloodline uh the, first of all the usos didn't come out with roman uh, yeah, it was weren't. just roman Heyman and solo i thought that was a nice misdirect actually really was good uh we also had um cody immediately coming out to a lions reaction like it was it was a, it was really really well received by the crowd that woe was hefty um and the segment was really good so I think the reason that I'm a little bit because because I do think that the beatdown was also good. I think it was sold well by Cody. I think I think the surprise element of it is why it it, it there was no fight back. Um, the injury element of it was why there was no fight back. I think that was very effective. Um, I think the reason I'm feeling a bit wonky is because this show was hot garbage. It was not a good show from a- start to finish, and and unfortunately, it had. Vince McMahon's fingerprints all over it and I have been trying my hardest to deny yeah, that he is in any way involved yeah. but my friend if that's his idea of not being in the weeds what is his idea of being yeah, in the weeds we will get into that when we get into the, the full break yeah. of the show because they're very interesting from Sean Ross Sapon he had the, the rundown of Raw mm. Sean has this every week and every week it's bang on the button he has to get the raw rundown. He posts up on Fightful Select, and it is always absolutely to the letter correct. Yeah. Sean has got incredible sources within WWE. He had the rundown for this, and then as the show started, it went through two different changes. As it was on air, it was being changed, and the running order was being changed. So we'll go through all the changes that were made across the show. Mm. Another note as well is that 
the term medical facility was being used in reference yes, to yeah. a bad bunny. That is a Vinceism. No one used the word wrestler. And it was just, it was a badly paced show. And I'm, I, do you know what made someone, me? Also, someone on Twitter had pointed out that they were sat right behind the production and the production had been given three new rundowns over the course of the first hour. Yeah. So I wonder, for me, when I'm sort of looking at this now and I'm trying to sort of like, you know, why, why did I like this segment so mm. much outside of the reasons I'd, I already provided? This show needed something. Yes, it did. So maybe I'm sort of latching onto that because it was such a boring show mm. that I was desperate for something to happen. Mm. You know those like the um, the John Cena promos to The Undertaker of just do something? Yes, yes. Like I was almost pleading with the show to do something. If I had to watch another wrestler come out and cut a promo, I was going to be so... I was like, <laughs> I'm done with this show. Yeah. So the fact that I got something yeah it's the crumbs it was crumbs they gave me the crumbs and i'm like huffing all these crumbs up and being like nom 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 what a great angle mm. so i don't know whether or not i'm actually wrong on this one maybe i did enjoy this maybe i'm just excited that something <laughs> else happened. i don't think that you are I, I think i'm interested to see it play out i think i'm interested to see a cody brock thing i think you make a compelling argument for it uh i just don't want to see Vince McMahon's WWE anymore. <laughs> well, that, yeah, me, ne me neither. I really don't. And, and that's yeah. soured me on the whole show. As, as much as I did pop for the end, what I'm left with is, oh, mate. Yeah. You know? Uh, so another question I'm supposed to ask from this, uh, do we think this is writing Cody off TV? Because Brock's going to be gone. Brock's not going to be on the show next week. Well, then where's the, where are they doing this match? Crown Jewel? I well, yeah, I think King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia. And so who's your main event? on Raw yeah because Roman's not going to be well, there well that's the that's the problem well that's the point I was making on the live reactions that you need Cody on TV because Cody's your draw yeah and you don't have anyone else that's on Cody's level so yeah. writing him off TV feels like a, a epic mistake because mm. I don't know who the main event is is it Seth again because we kind of relied on that late last year and it oh didn't do and it didn't do a lot for us this show was so bad so I I don't know. I, I, I imagine Cody will come out next week. Or maybe he has a week off. But man, if he can't... We have got a main event set for next week. Well, at least a big a match. match. A match announced for next week, which is the women's tag titles, uh, Lita and Becky defending against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, who won a match against Damage Control on this episode. And that seems to foreshadow a Trish heel turn. Mm -hmm. So maybe that can be your main event next week. So you can kind of hang your hat on that. Mm -hmm. Keep Cody off for at least a week. And then bring him back to TV. I don't think that Cody would be off though. I don't know. There's something. I just, Cody, why would you write? Why would you write him off TV? I don't get it. But then again, are we trying to apply? Uh, it, it, I think this is ultimately where I come back to being really frustrated. We're trying to apply logic to what appears to be Vince McMahon in full control. Like that's I'm pissed about I, I, it. I don't. I, I yeah. Because point to me where else in the show Triple H. We've had six, seven months of Triple H in charge, right? We know what a Triple H show looks like. It's not always perfect. Sometimes it's like the segment was wonky. This segment, this program has been booked bad, but the show has an element of cohesion. This show was a mess from the end of that segment to the beginning of the main event. It, this show was a complete mess. It, this Raw After Mania was Raw After Mania only by virtue of it being the Raw After WrestleMania. It was it. I my, the way I described it during the stream is that it could have been an email. There was a lot of <laughs> nonsense and nothing happening. <sighs> I I did say on the 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 reaction stream that we did. This felt like a Vince show. This didn't well. What it didn't feel like a Triple H. No, booked Raw. Not at all. It did not feel like a Triple H booked 
episode of TV. And one of the you know changes that was made on this was um, uh, two th- women's three ways that were supposed to sort of determine... Kind of like he did with the US title, you know, yeah. that when he first with took Champa over. And, yeah, yeah with Champa won, right? So he, those were planned to crown a new champion, a new defender, oh, sorry, a new challenger, rather. Mm-hmm. Couldn't think my words there for Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. Sorry. It's I'm, the 20th it, hour of the show. So it's really, the 20th hour of the show. You know. it's, it's nearly half past four in the morning. Uh, so apologies for that. Um, but those were scrapped. And you know what was put in its place? A Moss versus Elias which was not planned for this show and mm. got added in at the last minute. That feels like a real Vince change. I do not want to be, and I've, I've said this on a pre, few previous episodes, since ever since Vince McMahon went back to the office. You know, I'm not really here, pal, but you know, look at all these new things that are happening that feel very much Vince-like. I don't want to be that person that's like, I think Vince is back because I don't know that for sure. There's no reports that are saying these are Vince's creative decisions. But they feel like Vince decisions. Mm. This feels like a Vince show. So I don't know. I don't know on that one. What I do know is I thought this was a, I thought this was a hot end to the show. Yeah. Whether that is, I actually think it's a hot end or whether I was just happy that something happened. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think remains to be seen, but it was at least something because there was not a lot else on this show. Um, let us know in the chat what you made of this. Maybe we'll do another poll. Um, you know, now that we've got I've had a few moments to process this and we've all sort of talked through this. Modern Mother, actually, can we do another poll? I want to see if the poll changes. Mm. So can we do another poll, please? Was the heel turn actually good? We'll sort of find out. Because we'll do a we'll, we'll, we'll go, go for a while. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the review poll uh, at the end of this show. Um so curious to see. Yeah. Um Thank you all so much for watching this. If this is your first time here, please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up button. We do a lot of reviews of wrestling. Um, We'll be doing a review of Dynamite on Thursday and SmackDown on Saturday. We do that every single week. And if you weren't watching the live reactions, the big news is these two guys right here, this is your new Raw commentary team. We are the Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves of the WrestleTalk podcast now. I'm Corey Graves. 100% looking at you. Thank you very much. (laughs) We are going to be your new Raw podcasting duo going forward. Yes, we are. Very, I'm very back, fun. baby. Dan's back by popular demand. As is my chest. Dan Layton is back to do the Raw Review podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, so let's get into uh, your ultra chats. Uh, also in the chats as well, as much as the poll, give our moderators some yeah. flowers because they are doing some amazing They've work. They've nailed here. it over the past six streams. As much as you've been on every single one of them, they have to. They have to. And shout out to, to our, our moderators today. Uh, I believe it's Mod Mother Jenna running the uh, the ultra chat documents, but uh, I don't want to. I'm pretty sure it's Mod Mother, but I'll, I'll, I stand corrected if it was someone else. They have already reordered this into a raw mm-hmm. format. So I've got everything Killed grouped it. together. You guys are nailing this. Uh, we're kicking off with Eddie Pat, who says, I can almost guarantee you that Brock Lesnar beats Cody Rhodes. Vince never wanted Cody as champion. This show was dead in the water since hour one. I couldn't be any more convinced that this was a Vince show. I mean, I don't know that I buy that Vince doesn't like Cody because yeah. the, the, uh, let's not forget how incredible his booking was from that return at WrestleMania 38. Like, yep. you know, he... This... I, I still don't see this as a burial. My my frustration and my my confusion and, and my, my lack of knowing how I feel about this has more to do with the show as a whole than it does this angle specifically. Uh, I do still believe that Cody is the guy. I still believe the higher ups believe that Cody could be the guy. Um... I don't, I don't think Vince hates Cody. I don't think this idea that he's this outside, and I've seen yeah. this a lot on Twitter, not just in these chats, not just in the chat there, all over Twitter over the past 24 hours, people being like, oh, you thought we were going to let Stardust win the belt? They spent a lot of money to get him back, yep. and they presented him for a long time as a star. Yeah, I don't think anyone can look at the presentation he's had since coming back at WrestleMania last yeah. year, even you know, before the injury, and then after the yep. injury, and say that company wants to bury Cody Rhodes and they don't see him as a star. They don't put him in the main event if they want to bury him. Absolutely not. They would have just, they would have buried him. They'd have just put him in the Stardust gimmick. Specifically, they don't put him in the main event of the WrestleMania in the year they're trying to sell the company if they don't believe in him. Absolutely, exactly. And then put him into a hot feud with Brock Lesnar as well. Like, they are fully behind Cody. I think this is more a way to just delay the rematch. This is a way to just delay the rematch, which actually brings us on to MDN's chat. Hard times breed better men. Roman goes for a thousand days while Cody concentrates on Brock. This is a good angle for Raw while Roman remains on SmackDown. And then Cody can go back to Roman as a better man. Yeah, I mean, my my thought has always been, my thought from last night was very much, you know, Cody's going to, um, have to find some way to feel better about himself, uh, and 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 I wasn't able to get the job done. I could, I was so close to getting the job done, but I didn't get the job done. And what damage does that do to him? How does he how does he perceive himself as a result of that? Um, as a first chapter in that story, yeah, yeah, cool. Just hope you can book it right, Vinny. Justin Eagle, he said, "Well, there he is. I called it exactly how I predicted it would happen." 
Well, not, not exactly how you no, predicted yeah, it. No, yeah, Matt Riddle wasn't not, there. Not, not exactly how you predicted it, but to give him flowers. You did get you that did, You did get that bit. <laughs> it's free TV. Brock never wrestles for free. Uh, tell that to Kofi Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> that was a billion dollar opening show, yeah. Great ending to the show. Uh, underscore has said, Vince back with a merger with UFC. No wonder Brock and Roman are back on top. It can only ever be those two. Mid-company, all your heroes lose forever. They drove me away in 2015, and they've done it again tonight. Mm. Alazar said, this is the last straw. Cody got vinced. He's a traitor to WWE in the air eyes. I'm done with them uh, giving any hope of time WWE. They effed it up because of their own ego. They always have seen themselves as the only game in town if you're not with them buried. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't. Yeah, I think I, I think chill out on that one. However, also when you, when you say that uh, because of their own ego, I do agree on Vince forcing his way back in yep. because of his own ego. Oh, yeah. It's like that thing of like you, you, your toxic ex sees you doing well without them and finds a way to still get their claws back into you. He saw the company doing well without him and was like, no. That, yeah, I completely agree with that. We mentioned this on the, the live reactions, the the idea that, you know, in the, the CNBC interview that he did, oh. uh, where, where he looked like uh, you asked AI to draw Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> the friend joke for my friend Ash, I'm not giving credit for it. Um, and he said, like, oh, I was done. Yeah. And then I was talked into coming back. Nah, bollocks. Bollocks were you Absolute done. Absolute you bollocks were, were you done. You were never done. You, you, the, the reports were that he felt wronged. He was given bad advice. And if he just stuck around, then the, the allegations would go away and everyone would forget. And if that ain't borne fruit in the interview itself, when he said, sure, I've made some mistakes, but what Haven't I do is all? I own up to them and move on. That's the You don't get to move on when you are allegedly paying people to hush up sexual misconduct allegations. That ain't your choice, my friend. You don't get to move on, allegedly. Also, those aren't just, those aren't mistakes. No, it's not a mistake. <laughs> Whoops, I accidentally overcooked the pasta. That's a mistake. What you were doing wasn't a mistake. It was a... Uh, allegedly. Allegedly, of course, allegedly. Um, and on top of that, I don't think you ever did own up to them. No! <laughs> that's, you know, it's not owning up to something when you pay people to keep it quiet. That's the opposite of owning up to something. That's covering it up. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, John C., thank you so much for the allegedly. <sighs> <laughs> I'm back! I'm back and I'm cross! <laughs> I'm back and I'm cross. Dominic Diamond's intro to Games Master Series 4 when he returned to the show was, I'm Dominic Diamond, I'm back, and I'm grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not normally grumpy. I was feeling good last night. John C, this is a burial of Cody Rhodes. I, I disagree, but well, let's continue. Uh, we're literally watching the Triple H reign of terror on returning stars or outsiders coming into WWE to lose and get destroyed. WWE is crap. What is the point of all of this? Isn't Brock retiring? This is an fu to the fans. Uh, Triple H, not the, vic the villain here, because Triple H ran NXT by hiring. I mean, sure, kill the Indies, whatever, but he hired these stars that were made elsewhere often let them keep their same name Adam Cole Samoa Joe Shinsuke Nakamura um, Drew McIntyre was only Drew McIntyre because he was already Drew McIntyre kind of thing and he pushed them to the moon he pushed them to the moon and we were so excited to see them he he we made NXT he made NXT a very exciting prospect by letting these people do their thing and then they got to the main roster and to a man <laughs> and who was that man 
He's got a moustache. Uh, Andy Madrid said, There was a really intriguing ending. I'll be more hopeful than my last Ultra Chat now. Uh, what if this is the Cena post Mania 28 redemption story, but done better? Plus, uh, in terms of WWE, Cody beating Brock is a huge rebuilding up point. Well, that's, that's if he beats Brock, of course. That's true. I mean, uh, you're not the only one. I mean, there's another chat coming up, but I've also seen, I was looking at Twitter before we, we hopped onto this stream uh, where uh, a lot of people are making that Cena 28 comparison. Because um, attacked him again, then. and it was the In fact, there was a the very similar. Sh- it's in a chat, so I'll let them have the yeah. have the say. Uh, Ryan Singh said, "I'll leave you with this." WrestleMania 28, Cena sat on the ramp after losing to The Rock and was distraught. Raw after Mania, Brock returned, shook Cena's hand, and attacked him. The same thing has happened with Cody in the exact same way. Cena also won the title at the next WrestleMania. Yeah, it's that uh, that that shot of Cody that I love so much of him sat there being like, "How in the hell did this slip through my fingers?" Uh, in comparison to that scene of sound the ramp situation it, it is a very similar moment and and if the the story is the rocky rebuild situation that we've been talking about philadelphia all the rest um i don't personally wait until mania to put the belt on him if we're trying to build SummerSlam up however giving him brock lesnar as his first act of i'll deal with you later i've got some redemption to do yeah you can do a lot worse than that i mean yeah if you are gonna do uh, Roman Cody 2 at Mania next year mm. I mean it's a hell of an idea and I, in part of me loves it but that does also mean another year of Roman on top with the bloodline mm. and I, I think and I think people's I think people's patience is wearing thin yeah. but there have been times where people's patience have worn thin before with the bloodline That's and they've pulled it back That's true. they've always had a way to pull it back so We'll certainly see on that. Uh, Tony Ramos said, That was a god-awful show except for the beginning and the end. I'm still not convinced that losing to Roman was a good idea. And against my better judgment, I tried to give Raw a chance and it sucked. Hopefully this feud will keep Cody up. Uh, Chris McIver uh, said, Hey guys, thank you for the fun weekend. Mind the anyone seeing Major 2012 Cena in this? Suffers the huge loss at Mania, then Brock returns the next night. Maybe Cody will get his win at Mania 40. Yes, yeah, three people now. Yeah. Seen, seen the similarities. David Contrius said, uh, This is my first super chat. Been watching since 15. I'm now 19. This was really disappointing. Mm. No surprises or new exciting stories. Brock and Cody sounds cool, but it would be better if Cody was champ, although I'm not as mad as Pete is for Cody not winning. I don't think anyone's as bad as Pete is. I, I think there would... I actually agree. I, there was a surprise. Brock turned heel on Cody. Yeah. And that's a new exciting story. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say. I And I agree with that. I think I'm just so mad about the rest of the show and Vince yeah, undeniably being in charge. The roller coaster here says, hey guys, anyone else getting weird end of AEW Cody vibes from the angle? Cody playing up the super sympathetic baby face. Please cheer for me. Here are my shoes. Now I'm on a stretcher. I'm out on this. I love you guys. I'm not getting that, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mad Dan 87. I guess now, Dan, you have to answer to you. And uh, now you have an answer to your question of what's next for Cody. I guess Roman has gone to SummerSlam. Glad I never bought tickets to uh, Money in the Bank. What's trash? Mm. Well, if you haven't bought tickets to Money in the Bank, but if you're looking for something to do, <laughs> maybe we'll be doing something. Hello. Oh, I mean, we could do something there, but what if we also did something for uh, King and Queen of the Ring? Oh, that's also a, de- a decent hour, isn't it? And what what if we also did something for SummerSlam? Oh. What if we had three? Finally, we had some insight from the guy who's heading the live events <laughs> department of WrestleTalk. I don't... Yeah, what if, what if we did three? 
live parties mm. that actually happened this time. <laughs> Jake WTW said the angle at the end of the show was a fine heel turn, but that does not make up the dumpster yeah. fire of a show. That's a very good point. That's where I'm at. That's Thank you for verbalizing. Great point, Jake. Like I said previously, it feels like they booked this angle and thought everyone would just forget about her- how terrible the rest of the show was. That's a really good point. I like that a lot. Uh, can I just hot tag to you? Absolutely, but we didn't do it. So we missed and that was unfortunate. And I'm going to wait here until you. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, did we get, we get to the Slick end of that Slick Genly. Hey guys, first time Ultra Chat. Never did I think a Cody Brock feud would happen, but here we are. I just can't help thinking this would be much better if it was for the titles. Love you all. Slick Genly. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that the, the, he, he now can challenge for the titles again. So let's bash the heck out of you. Um... Uh, uh, yeah. Do you know yeah. what would be a real uh, show that uh, Vince is for sure back if. Undoing that. Well, no, if, yeah, Brock Roman is your main event of SummerSlam. Yeah. Which it could well be. Oh, God. It does. Um, they, I mean, they did some teasers there on the show. I mean, granted, you could argue it's just callbacks, but it could be argued it's also teasers. Ari Emanuel said that he wouldn't have done this without Vince being in charge, and I've never seen something that made me so angry in my life. Um,. Scott Hawks says Brock can earn the chance to get a shot at the title by helping Rhodes get at Roman, Brock's most hated enemy. So he destroys Cody, ensuring Roman stays champ because he'll turn? Huh? Um, it did look like they were completely surprised by this. Um, they were... We need a story for this. Yeah. We need an explanation. I mean, next week. <laughs> but we're Shoot not going to get it from Brock, though, are we? Because Brock's not going to be on TV. Unless, they, unless they're taking Brock to Puerto Rico. Yeah, maybe you tape something, you know. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, they want to make this backlash show big. So, yeah, and you know, it's, the first, it's the first Puerto Rico show in a long time. You know, there's, there's, you know, put your big names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Eddie Pat next. Hey. Eh? Yeah, Eddie Pat's next. I'll do this. Uh, maybe WWE is trying ah. to make Cody Rhodes John Cena. Loses a match at Mania to the Samoan that everyone thought he would beat. Gets attacked by Lesnar the next night, then beats the Samoan champion the following year. Vince, LOL. I hadn't refreshed the page. That was my fault. Joe Layton says, I've been big on Cody since Legacy. He's always had something about him. It broke me to watch him lose last night. I haven't been excited about a Mania match, that excited about a Mania match since Taker HBK at 25 and 6. If losing to Brock is the next chapter... No thanks. I really need to text my cousin actually because she was like again really on board with Cody in the legacy days and kept telling me one day he'll be WWE champion. Mm. I actually haven't spoken to her yet about what she thought. Actually I don't know if she's watched it either. Well there you go. I'll text her. Uh, Dan Man Dan which is a phenomenal name. Uh, I think my issue with the ending is that I don't understand what Brock gets out of going after Cody. Maybe they can give us a real reason but I'm not sold yet. Good point. That's a good point. Uh, The field team leader. I've lost complete interest now. Shrug emoji. I'm just a casual mark who brought into the whole Sammy Cody journeys and the disappointment of WrestleMania Night 2 and now this show I'm done for now. There's nothing for me to latch onto and invest in. More Brock? Meh. Star Leo. This is so saddening. I was in defense of the Roman win because of how good Roman uh, Roman's reigns and the stories surrounding him have been. I was genuinely willing to let it play out. But after seeing this 100% Vince show, my faith is low. End was fun, but still, that is it. Mm. Jax to B98. Aha! Brock is attacking Cody, so here's a Switchblade save. No. Oh, maybe they're waiting until they get back into the ring, then they'll hit the music? Oh, Brock's leaving. Wait, he's coming back? Oh. Nothing? Oh. And Brock's flipping me off. Cool. Yeah, I don't think I was ever expecting someone to come out and say I wasn't. Cody. I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't. I, uh, I, that would have been one too many. I think so. Like that was that's the angle. Is, if, is... if Brock was already a heel and this was a repeated, this was a, like if if there was a Reigns beatdown, 
Maybe. Yeah. But this was this was something completely new. That was the story. Adwin, if this is a Vince thing, can we as an audience get an FU Vince one time, please, to make him go away? Because at this point, Brev should just stick to being a businessman or retire. F. Brock 2, we've seen Brock be Brock for decades now. I love Brock as a baby face. I really was into the Brock as a baby yeah. face. And Damien, Damien Gilliam, Cody's bread and butter is the chase. If he's not fighting back from something or hangman paging, it ain't true Cody. Roman Cody 2 at SummerSlam, I can dig it. I agree with that. Yeah, well, that's what we thought, that they might do the rematches at SummerSlam. Yeah. And I, and I don't hate that as long as you can recapture that magic that you had at, at WrestleMania, mm. which is going to be a big ask. Yeah. But if, you, but if you can recapture that, I'm, I'm all for it. I trust a, tr- a Triple H and Paul Heyman story to do it. Do I trust Vince McMahon and his yellow highlighter? No. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh... Yeah, well, I mean, let's... Well, I'm going to read out this last Ultra Chat here. Um, for, well, before we go into the main show, this is from Turner Hoffman, who said, I saw a tweet from someone at the show who said they saw script rewrites handed off four times. Vince is officially back. Yeah, the big story of this show outside of Brock turning heel on Cody is there was a running order in place for this show mm-hmm. that uh, Sean posted up. We'll go through that in a second. And then as the show started, it changed. From the second, the opening two segments finished. And then it changed again. Yeah. And then it changed again. These are Vince McMahon moves. Mm-hmm. There was a, a podcast. In fact, I'll actually shout out the podcast, uh, who it was, because I've got it uh, here. Uh, do, 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 if you can just give me a little bit of time. Uh, worth saying as well that it was announced before the show when I know this was going to be the uh, the first hour was going to be commercial free. And we started to notice pretty quickly that this was a really weird choice for a, for a commercial free hour. Uh, and comes through with the explanation. Um, uh, man, I say, I, I say, I've got it here. I've got it here. Hold on. Bear with me. Do apologize. Uh, can you feel a bit more time? Uh, what a time to be alive um yeah and it was it was it was pretty pretty quick th- i mean the, the other thing was the start of the show was and maybe this is when it happened triple h came out and cut a kool-aid promo saying you know there's a lot of big news stories everyone's talking about wwe wwe isn't going anywhere the entertainment you love isn't going anywhere lol in hindsight um and and maybe that's when vince was running around changing all the scripts because triple h wasn't paying attention he was too busy outside telling us everything was going to be fine god damn it like twitter's updates really suck because there was a, I had a. Is it in I, your mentions? Yeah, they they literally tagged me in the post so I could see it, and now it's like it's not there anymore. That's annoying. I, sort it out, Twitter. You suck now. <laughs> what a hot take that is. Uh, but what was the, tell us what the tweet was going to be. So the, so the, the tweet was, uh, it was a picture from a podcast. I'm so sorry that I can't end the podcast. If the live chat can let us know, uh, that'd be really appreciated. Um, because it was from behind of the production, the production table. And they were handed the new script, the new rundown, multiple times throughout that first hour. So it happened a lot, which is very much a Vince move. Here is what the original plan for the show was going to be. So it was going to open with a Triple H promo. Then it was going to have Roman, Solo, and Heyman's promo. Then Liv Morgan versus Dakota Kai versus Piper Niven. Right. So that was our first match that's been cut. Right. Straight away. Rey Mysterio... Not only is that a match cut, that's an angle cut. Yeah. Uh, Ray Mysterio versus Austin Theory, which we did get. A tag title match of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Street Profits, which mm-hmm. ended up just being a straight match. Then a Seth Rollins segment, 
Bobby Lashley versus Mustafa Ali. Spoiler promo, which uh, Sean said was Belair and Rhea Ripley. Then Candice LeRae versus Raquel Gonzalez versus EO Sky, which was then cut. Mm -hmm. The Miz promo segment, and then the main event. Um, And the other things that were cut were uh, Bailey was scheduled to be on the show accompanying Damage Control, but for some reason, she was cut at the last minute. So those are like uh, the big changes that happened on this show was cutting the two women's triple threat matches which are very triple h things mm. and added in a moss versus a which is very not which is very not a uh, a, a triple h thing it's, it's, it's so curious and so interesting that those are the changes because mm. those are things you can like point to and say red flags also triple h loves a long match first hour commercial free we get a long women's triple threat match instead it's replaced by a bunch of promos and and a squash match with omos that's that you can't you can't have a more clear delineation between who put that on television yeah one of them is triple h one of them is vince I have tried so hard for the past however many weeks to since since, uh, since January since Vince came back uh, forced his way back onto the board in a, a, a season of succession that I would say jumped the shark, um, and I've been I've been trying really hard to deny that it's possible and like you know however the best maybe, maybe he's really not involved maybe he's just whatever but it's so it's so evident it's so evident I could vomit. Uh, thank you to Jordi Vivo who said uh, the podcast that we were referencing is called That's Freaking Wrestling Podcast. Right, there you go. That's Freaking Wrestling Podcast. They were the person who posted up that uh, Twitter image. So thank you very much. Go check them out. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeet. Um, yeah, the other thing, aside from, you know, local medical facilities, <laughs> is the tag match that we got instead mm. of the two women's three ways, which was Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Damage Control mm-hmm. with the winner getting a tag shot against Becky and Lita for mm-hmm. next week, were two teams that lost at WrestleMania. Yeah. That's not a Triple H booking decision. Nope. He books his winners to then get yeah, shots opportunity. at opportunities at something else. Booking your booking two losers? Mm. It just doesn't feel like a Triple H choice. It feels like a Vince choice because Vince doesn't care. Vince, 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 because I mean, wins and losses don't matter. I'm not. I'm not here to say that, that Triple H booked perfectly every single time. I think the the evidence of uh, we we've talked about it loads. Like you know, it, it doesn't get it right a lot of the time. The Bianca and Asuka feud was was a whole pile of nothing. As was the Charlotte Rhea feud. He's, he's had trouble booking the women's division really since Damage Control came back. Um, came back debuted as as a unit. Um. <sighs> I'm just mad. Yeah. Well, let's get into the show. So yeah. the, the show opened. It's not going to take us long, by the way. <laughs> and the show opened with Triple H coming out to cut a quite a long promo, yep. actually. But was essentially, thank you for WrestleMania. Thank you for being part of WrestleMania. Thanks WrestleMania was a great success. We did very well at WrestleMania. A lot of people were there. We got loads of big social numbers. Everyone's talking about us. And you there, we, there are there is news. He didn't say off sale or merger. He just said there's a lot of news surrounding us today. Everyone's talking about WWE today, but I want to let you know, WWE will always be WWE and we are here to stay. Mm-hmm. I covered that in about 45 seconds. It took him 15 minutes. <laughs> he did, yeah. But he got a great reaction from the crowd. It was nice to see Triple H out, even as many people point out, he does look like Obadiah Stane. <laughs> and... It was nice to see Triple H on the show. I, I thought this was actually quite a nice little opening to a Raw after Mania. Yeah. This wasn't out a commercial-free first hour. A commercial-free actually, first hour. When you look at the original rundown, 
which would have had like two matches in that triple threat match and the Mysterio Austin Theory thing, what we got instead was just one match. Yeah. In that, and it was a minute and a half squash by a moss. And by the time the Mysterio Austin Theory match started, literally the bell rang and we went to commercial break almost immediately. Yeah. So then we had the Roman promo um, with Cody, uh, and then we got a moss versus Elias, and a moss won. Elias didn't. I don't think got any offense in. I no. can't remember any. Certainly. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I don't know. And and you you pointed out on the stream something Kevin Patrick said, which was that Amos is hungry, and you went for what? Yeah, and that's a very good point. What do you do with Amos? What's he looking for? What's he? What's he want? And this was just here to try and reheat up Amos, but I do beg the question of like for what? For what? To for like, what? To what end? Like, yeah. Is he going to be fighting another big lad? Mm. Like, who's the next big lad he's going to face? Bronson Reed? Do Bobby Bob, again? Bo- do Bobby again? Yeah. I don't know. And I, I, I well, it can't be either of those because we have a segment with those two later on. Yeah, and I don't really care nope. either. Nope. I think this Amos thing just is not working. Mm. And like, Amos came out crickets as per usual, wrestled to crickets as per usual, and he did his bog-standard, not-very-good match as usual. The dude has... He's got no presence. Mm. It's incredible how yeah, it's, little presence it's, he has. It's a vacuum. He is a vacuum. But they're still pushing with it. Which feels quite Vince-like. In an interesting backstage segment, of course it was interesting, the Bloodline were involved. Um, the Usos... Oh yeah, this happened on the show! Yeah. Christ! The Usos walked up to Roman Reigns' locker room. And Paul Heyman comes out and he's like, Hey, the Usos! The greatest tag team of all time. Really good to see you. Like, what a great WrestleMania that, that we all had. Like, the, the, the tribal chief had. Mm. And Jimmy's like, yeah, no, it was. You know, it was good. Um, we just want to speak with uh, with our cousin. And Hamer's like, oh, he's he stepped outside. Him and Solo have got this very big tag team match coming up. So they're going out there to talk strategy. But you know what? I've, I've got the jet running. We've already got the jet prepared. So you go there. Go early. Start the celebration early. Get some drinks in. You have some food. Which actually, they did this a couple of weeks back as they did. well they did. on TV. He said, go and get yourselves ready. Um, With mahi-mahi. That was what it was, yeah. yeah. It's because, um, yeah, Roman and Solo, they need to strategize. Jay looked sort of a bit... Uh, he saw he had his number. He knew what was he, going on. He knew exactly the score here. And Jimmy looked disappointed too, but was a little bit more like, all right. Yeah, okay. Right. No, it's fine. And so they walked away. Sort of tail between the legs. And Paul walks back through the door and says... Don't worry, I've sorted it. Yeah. I got rid of them. Yeah. It was so implying, of course, that Roman was there the whole Roman time. Roman was in there. And like Roman even said later, oh, my cousin's not yeah. here. And I and I really appreciated it as a segment. I thought it was a really cool little segment. I thought it was a really interesting um, and effective choice. Uh, I, there was a moment where I was just like, going, was this maybe a segment that was filmed for last night at WrestleMania that didn't get used and it used on Roy's head? But then, no, it didn't make any no. sense. So, no, I, I thought it was a good segment. I really liked this. And, and this was still at the point where I was like, okay, the show could pick up. Yeah. And particularly then with the next bit that we got, um, Bad Bunny got to cut a promo. Oh, yeah. That, that's, this will be a running theme tonight. Blank cuts a promo. Yes. So Bad Bunny uh, got a cut a promo announcing Backlash because yeah. he is the host of Backlash. Chatted with lovely Kathy Kelly. Uh, and then Ray came out for, you guessed it, a promo where he thanks people. Mm. And then Austin Theory came out for a promo. Yeah, there was a lot of talking. And that led to a match between Austin Theory and Ray Mysterio. And Finally not, got a commercial break. Not through, not for the United States Championship, just for... Just a match. Just a match. Just, just for, for, for lols. Uh, and it looked like Ray was set up to win. 
Mm-hmm. He hit the 619, uh, or he was about to hit the 619, and Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest had run down, mm. and they attacked Ray uh, behind the referee's back. Austin Theory hit A-Town down and picked up the win. Mm-hmm. If Austin Theory's going to win, why not just make it a title match? Honestly. Because it would have added some some drama to the match and some drama and some intrigue, and I think that would have been really fun. I think the crowd would have actually been really into cheering for Ray to Put win. Put on the line, let's do it, yeah. Yeah, I think the crowd would have been into that. I don't know why you... To cap off his Hall of Fame weekend with, yeah. a, with a title win. So I don't know why you didn't just make this a title mm. match, but that's by the by. Because then what happened is Dom starts to beat down Ray, and he goes to the outside, and he gets in the face of Bad Bunny. And they cut a promo on each other in full Spanish. It was, and it was really effective. Great. It was so cool. Because they looked awesome. Yeah. It looked really, really cool. It, lo- it looked legit. It, it did look legit. And then Damien Priest stepped mm. in. Because at that point, did he, had he hit Bad Bunny? Or bad, like, so they shoved each other? No, so, so, I mean, Priest was there. And then, then uh, Dominic, and I can't remember exactly how it went down, but I'm pretty sure Dominic went for a, a right hand bunny stopped it and pushed him away so yeah. then priest steps in and again in spanish is sort of like what are you doing bro and when damien priest stood up i suddenly was like oh yeah they were a tag team yeah they were the tag team at wrestlemania against the miz and morrison they've got history they've mm-hmm. got interconnected storylines already but now damien's a bad guy bad bunny is still bad bunny mm. and he almost steps up to be like i think you you don't want to be doing this yeah you don't want to be stepping up here and then damien priest laid out Bad Bunny something fierce choke slammed him through the announcer's table it was a really really cool effective segment mm. and that sets up for you at Backlash in Puerto Rico Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio yeah I think that's great yeah yeah it's a really I mean it's it's they were they were pushing a lot last night Puerto Rico on, on Wrestlemania there were a few um, of those kind of like uh, it was almost like what was the uh, the name of the the Colognes, the 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 what well, they just call the colognes. Yeah, the colognes. Yeah. They did their like the welcome, or the, the, the beautiful paradise, like whatever. They did a little, oh, the shining stars. Um, it was one of those. They did a lot of those over the weekend, so they're really hyping the show as well. They should, uh, and it was really fun then to see uh, Priest and Bad Bunny get into it and set this match up. It was a great table spot, uh, great choke slam, really, really, really effective. Again, a nice little moment yeah. on the show. I, I enjoyed this and I think it will set up a good tag match yeah. for... Um, I think it'll be fun. My only downside I could say to this is that Ray and Bad Money will win. <laughs> and I and I just think that's... We're, we're moving into Edge territory there yeah. where, where Edge just kept beating members of the, of the Judgment Day but they were still feuding like they hadn't but as, they, as we, we said dom and ray have only had one match they have only had one match so, which is the they haven't which, even done the tag thing as i didn't say it is mm, it a, just feels it, it feels like it's on a slippery slope yeah to getting into that stage uh and i really like damien priest backstage because oh, Pierce yeah. walked up and said look he's an ambassador for us like we're working with him like he's working with us you can't be attacking him and damien priest turned to adam pierce and be like i like bad but mm. he's a friend of mine like we're <laughs> we're bros and if he wasn't, if he wasn't a friend of mine, just imagine what I'd have done to him. It was effective. Damien was Priest was very cool. good in this segment. I'm, I hope, and this feels like, this is more of a Bad Bunny, Damien Priest yeah, thing. Than Dom and Ray. Because, uh, because Bad Bunny's the celebrity. Yeah. So th- I, give, I give all of this a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out for a promo. They did. And the, they basically laid out an open channel. They oddly, like, they never brought up the bloodline. Nope. Their whole deal was getting together to take down the bloodline 
Not mentioned once. And they didn't really mention it. They no. just were talking about how like they deserved it. They thanked the crowd as well. There was thanked a lot of you crowd. deserved it, we deserve it, the crowd deserve it. It was just we deserved this. And you know, in a way they're right. Absolutely they're right. And they laid out an open challenge for a tag team to come out. Street Profits came out, who'd won the WrestleMania showcase match uh, on night one. And that set up a match between the two of them. You thought you were getting a bit more heelish vibes? Yeah, it felt like um, the promo that was cut beforehand from uh, the Street Profits was a little bit sarky. There was almost, a, Tez was giving a sort of sarky, like, oh, well done, you do deserve more, kind of energy. And then in the course of the match, it felt like uh, Tez was getting frustrated with not being able to, get one over on on ko to the point where he like bailed out of the ring for a second which yeah. which is generally a heel a heel thing to do um so i was intrigued by that it didn't really come that way but um yeah i thought i thought i might have spotted a couple of heelish moments there yeah i agree uh, so i'm just making sure that i have uh turned my 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 notifications off nice. i'm using my laptop um yeah I thought it was a good match, though. Yeah, the match was really entertaining. Really good match, and you're right. Like decent the, amount of time. The, the profits were working slightly more. They weren't. They weren't. The they weren't heels out, out in this heel, match, no. But in a babyface babyface match, they were working as the heels mm. might do. And again, it was. Uh, working as they weren't the heels. Listed on the rundown as a title match, but wasn't a title match. And I think Kevin Patrick or Corey Graves, one of them said during the course of the match that if they were to win, it would put themselves in the picture. And I guess it's. I thought it was an open challenge. Odd, 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 odd. Yeah, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did pick up the win here. Yeah, uh, as well they should. As well into the stunner as the hoover kick. It was kind of an awkward oh, God, spot. Yeah, so Kevin Owens hit the stunner and Montez Ford stood up and he was like dazed. Waiting for the, the, the big kick. It was a bit like playing WWF Attitude. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, sort right. of like you stand up and you just sway around. And Sami was waiting for Montez Ford to go into the corner, fall back, fall back into the corner so he could do the hoover kick. But Montez Ford just kept stood there and just kept swaying. And so Sami Zayn literally walked up and was like, pushed him into the corner, yeah. then ran back and did his aluva kick for the win. Mm. Good match. It was yeah. the longest wrestling match on the show by leaps and bounds. Yeah. This was the weirdest segment on the show because Seth cut a promo backstage oh, God, so with Kathy Kelly. And then he said, you know what? I feel like hearing my theme music and hearing some people sing my song. I'm going to go to the ring. <laughs> and he does his little <laughs> walk down to the ring. And we cut back. We cut from a commercial. We come back from the commercial. And Roll is in the ring going, <laughs> and then he just left. And, yeah, that, and that was we had, it. We had a commercial break. Come back. They did a little promo for something else. Seth is still in the ring, and then Seth leaves. There wasn't even a there wasn't even a suck it Logan. There wasn't even a, he just left. It was it was so odd. Yeah, it was so weird. Do something for the live crowd, but don't give us don't give don't like it was the yeah. dictionary definition of yes, King. Give us nothing, except it literally gave us nothing. Uh, you're absolutely right. This for the live crowd. Get, take, sending Seth out there so the live crowd could sing along with the song. Probably a like, t-shirt gone or something during yeah. the ad break. It felt like a commercial break thing, but it made it to TV. But it also didn't make it to exactly. TV. We saw the start we saw the end of it. It was so this weird. The show was rubbish, man. So strange. Such a weird little thing. And then, guess what? I had a promo yeah, backstage with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And 
Bronson Reed steps up to him, setting up a match between Lashley and Bronson Reed. Bronson talked about how he was eliminated last from the... Was he eliminated last from the Andre the Giant? Yes. Battle? Yes, he was. And he was like, you know, you taught me something. Uh, but now the student is going to teach the master something. So Bobby says, hey, do you want to have a match? And Bronson's like, yeah, not now. Mm. Uh, we'll tease that. You know, why would I want to do something exciting? Uh, we'll do that down the line. So we set up a, a future match down mm. the line between them. However, Mustafa Ali walked in. And he said to Bobby Lashley that you need to think more positive, Ali. <laughs> and Bobby said, well, are you suggesting that I have a match with someone? I don't see anyone else here. Mm-hmm. You'll do. Grabbed him, threw him into the ring and beat him very quickly with the hurt lock. I, I literally, I think there must have been less than a minute on the clock. Yeah, probably. I bet I can probably find out. I can go to cage match, <laughs> find out uh, if I can spell cage correctly. Um, we then got Bianca Belair out for... You'll oh, never guess what, everyone. There was a promo. A promo. Yeah. Um, and she talked about how she won at WrestleMania and how Asuka was a really tough competitor. She wants to face the best. Uh-huh. This, again, was a segment to tease something future down the line because Rhea Ripley walked out, the SmackDown Women's Champion, and she wanted to cut a promo on <laughs> her being like, you know, you're lucky. You're the luckiest. Yeah. Because I won the Royal Rumble and I could have challenged you at WrestleMania, but I challenged Charlotte Flair instead. So you're lucky because you wouldn't have won. And Belair said, the only reason you didn't pick me is because I would have won. It's because I would have won. And they basically was like, well, let's see what happens then. Mm. This was very much a, I'll see you down the road, kid. Yeah. I thought it was effective in in setting up something. The problem is it, it came like in a show where we had so much nothingness. It, came, it was the first female presence on the show yeah, in two actually, hours. Yeah. And it was a promo about potentially setting up something in the future. And I found it infuriating. This show, if there was ever an advert for why there shouldn't be any WWE programming between WrestleMania and June. This show was it because what happened of note really that couldn't wait till June. Like what was this segment? Yeah. It was nothing. And it sucked the energy away and there was so little left. Yeah. And I, I think that's true. Also, sorry, I, I didn't mean to giggle there, but I just saw a comment that just said plus 5,000 fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was no charity was no, There was no charity involved, but that, that did make me laugh. Um, also teased in this, uh, because Liv Morgan and Raquel yeah. Rodriguez made their entrance. And we had a stare down between Ripley and Raquel to set up Ripley's first SmackDown program, which looks to be against Raquel. That's a, a great little program for her on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this means for her, like with Judgment Day, because she's now on a different show. But maybe the brand's well, the Judgment Day. We're going to be um, having a feud with uh, LWO anyway. So I suppose yeah, the product. And, and you know, the LWO are going to be involved with the Bad Bunny storyline. Yeah, you're right. Just um, move them all over. Technically, Ray's Ray's Smackdown, Smackdown, Smackdown go, Absolutely. Yeah, scratch that. Just move them all across. I, I completely agree with that. That's on me. Um, so I, I think a lot of this was teasing for things down the line. I don't know when you do the Bianca Belair Rhea Ripley match. I mean, you could do it at Survivor Series because that is the time. Traditionally, traditionally. the only time. Well, you say, I say traditionally, but it wasn't last year. Hmm. Last year was War Games. That's we, true. we didn't do brand warfare last year. And I also, I think there's an interesting idea of, and this has been something that's been pitched online, I did see, was this is a title unification match. Yeah, because they are, as you pointed out on the stream, they're the only ones left. They're the only split titles across the brands mm. in a world where the brand split is seeming more and more irrelevant. Well, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. 
count. So, and, you know, there had been a report that there was going to be a draft coming up soon, but that report has been shot down by multiple other sources. Yeah, it was a PW Insider, was a, well, it was attributed to, but PW Insider said, nah, nah, we didn't say that. We never said there's going to be a draft. So there might not be a draft. We might just be doing away with the brand split completely. So, uh, but I don't know. That is, that's pure speculation on my part. Mm. We then got uh, Raquel and Liv Morgan versus Damage Control, the winner of which will get a tag team title shot. We missed some of this. Yeah, uh, because, because the, crash, the stream crashed. Yeah, so uh, BT Sport crashed, uh, and then my PlayStation stopped connecting to the internet, yeah. so we had to reset the PlayStation. We loaded up the BT Sport app, and someone else in the office logged into our BT Sport in account. In absentia. <laughs> so we couldn't log into it, so I had to message them to get off. Uh, so we missed that. However, the live chat told us we missed nothing. Yep. We did tune in back in time to see Liv Morgan get thrown over the top rope before we cut to an ad break. Yep. Yeah, that was the, because the first hour was commercial free. Hours two and three, then they had to have a lot more commercials peppered mm. through. Um, but Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley, uh, Raquel, it's because I've got double, double R. R. Yeah. Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan picked up the win, getting damage control. Um, poor damage control. Can't buy a win at the no, moment. And no sign of Bailey whatsoever. Just yep. not, no, apparently no mention of her on commentary either. Uh, as we, uh, you know, said earlier, Fightful reported that there was, she was, stuff, supposed, to there. She was supposed to be there. And for whatever reason, for some reason, if there was a turn and and, uh, and that's just now gone. Could be. Um, I don't know. But yeah, like it's another L for damage control. Mm-hmm. Sucks to be them, I guess. And I don't know what you do with this team. Oh, you'll never guess what happened next. I would assume some wrestling. No, unfortunately it was a promo. Oh. Uh, the, the Miz came out for, you guessed it, another promo. Uh, and he talked about how he wrestled three matches at WrestleMania. So canonically, the Shane McMahon match counts, which means... It went to a no contest. Well, it means that Miz won one of them. Yeah. He won by ref stoppage. I suppose. I suppose. Also, uh, first person to wrestle on both nights of WrestleMania um, ever. Yeah. So Technically. he was cutting this promo and who should interrupt but a returning Matt Riddle. And we popped because it was the first thing of note on the entire bloody show. So it's worth noting when we're doing this recap, the end of the first hour was that Ray and Theory match. Mm -hmm. So that first opening hour that was commercial free was just a moss and um, a lie. So it was the only wrestling in that first hour. It was just all promos and all talking. And not a lot of it. And, and a good first segment. A good first segment with, with, with Cody and Roman <sighs> for the main event. Yeah. But we were like, you know, then we had some wrestling. So from Theory and Ray to this point here was almost an hour and a half mm. of nothing. Odd segments, nothing matches, meaningless moments, just nothing. So, yeah, I did get excited for Matt Real because it really was like, oh, bloody hell, something is happening on this yeah. show. I almost would have put this earlier in the night. Yeah. To break it's up some of the monotony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Matt Riddle came out. Uh, he attacked the Miz, muscled him up for a Bro Derek because they nearly didn't get this, mm-hmm. uh, and he hit the Bro Derek on the Miz. And they announced that he'll be having a match with the Miz Card Vortex uh, next week <laughs> on Raw because when you make a return or you debut, you have to feud with the Miz. You'll never guess what happened next. It's only a bloody promo. Hey, Team Beckstream backstage were bragging. Lisa and friends, thank you. Sorry, Lisa and friends backstage were bragging about their win over Damage Control, talking about the match that they've got next week for the tag titles. Yep. And at the end of this, we teased 
a little Trish heel turn. And that's generous, I'll it's be generous. honest. What happened was Byron went for a fist bump and Trish sort of half thought about it and then was like, nah, not so much. Which felt more like a dunk on Byron than a tease of a, tease of a heel turn. But again, scraps. Hoping for the best. Sorry, can you fill for time for one, please? I just saw someone mention something in the chat, and I just want to double check. That yeah, correct. Um, and again, it was this thing of yeah. We we thought perhaps the tag match was going to go down at um. Okay, it was a couple of days ago. It's fine. At uh, thingy face uh, backlash, but no, it will be next week on the show. What was the what was the? Well, it's it was something that Bailey tweeted on April second, which was sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end. Bye. Wow, that was that was after uh, the first night of WrestleMania, so that that. I, you could read a lot into that. Yeah. And then her being cut from the show tonight is probably adding some mm. reading into it. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably keep an eye on that one, yep. everyone. Um, but yeah, that's the match next week. And you're right. Like, it's it's generous to say that it's a tease of a heel turn, but there have, been, be. re- there have been reports that yeah. Trish is going to turn heel, and that's going to lead to uh, Trish and Bailey feuding with Lita and mm. Becky. Uh, but if they're also going to lose the tag titles, which they might do next week, yeah. um, maybe they'll just have a, another match. Mm. But cool, Becky and Bailey feuding more. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Cross! This is your most Pete. <laughs> I, I know! I'm the one who's optimistic! I'm the one who gives things benefit of the doubt! Your peak, peak Pete right me. now. And then we got the main event. And that was the show. It was not a good This one. was, without a shadow of a doubt, the worst wrestling show I have seen in 25 years. I'm angry. I think it's, be- I think it's because Vince is back. Yeah. I think it's because there's no, there's no doubting at this time. There's no, I, we had hope, and the hope was taken away. Oh, man. I don't know if I would go far to say it was, like, the worst. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm in my feels. Yeah, and, and that's, I think that is absolutely acceptable. Um, I'm in my feels because it's like egg on my face for giving it leniency <laughs> last night. I don't like being shown up. All right? Yeah, it's a good one. You've made Dan feel bad about himself. I hope you're happy. Um, I'll do a button up because you... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> uh, it was bad. It was a bad Raw after Mania. Is it as bad as um, uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke walking out of a tag match uh, and then acting like they won? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, it's something that happened. <laughs> At least there was a match. Yeah, I don't know. There was wrestling, I guess. I but I really thought this was going to be a, a statement, a statement show, a Raw after Mania show. Apparently, USA Network were advertising this as the third, the night, third night of WrestleMania. The third night of WrestleMania. Someone that sent an ultra chat during our reactions, being like, "I don't know how it was advertised to you guys, but this was being pushed huge yeah. on USA Network." Yeah, and it sure did not feel like the third night of WrestleMania. This felt like a show that had multiple changes and cobbles together nonsense. There's a, there's a there's a boring show, right? There's a show where it's like, ah, that didn't hit, and that didn't hit, and there you go, and that's another one, that's three hours done. And then there's a show that just feels empty and contemptuous. Yeah. And I feel contempt for this production. I feel furious, and that's why I can't fully like the finale. The opening was good, the ending was good, everything else in between... From from the ripping up of the run, running order to potentially people that Bailey tweet has upset me, like to uh, to to just women being given crumbs, yeah. and they've had no wonder they were there was no women for the first two hours because they were supposed to have triple threat matches and they've had to organize an entirely new match and figure yeah. out what they're going to do with it. I I'm angry about that. Yeah, Vince, can I say a swear? 
Just the one? I'll give you the one. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one hour seven, if uh, our moderators want to note that down for, for editor Vinny. Um, yeah, I'll be, yeah, I don't know, man. It was not a good show, though. It was messy. It was boring at times. Mm. But I did like the main events angle. I did, I did like it, so, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, the, the Fightful report was that Vince was in Gorilla. Um, oh, Vince McMahon is at the show. We're told he's in Gorilla position for the opening segment. We'll learn if he's there throughout the show. So he was there. That feels hostile takeover. Hey, like, trips, go out and cut your promo while you're here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing as well. Like, you know, Agent Cheese, I hope they fire Vince. That's impossible now. He's in charge of the bloody thing. TKO. Well, technically, Nick Khan's in he's the president of a different company. Yeah, it's not he's, in the weeds. But he's the boss's boss. Not bad. He's he's in the Pope's exorcist yeah. terms. <laughs> Nick Khan is Russell Crowe. <laughs> Vince McMahon is God. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, God. So let us know what you think. We have got a poll up now in the chat. Um, <laughs> so modern it's like, good morning, Dan. <laughs> We've got a poll up now. Let you only you know get one, you got to use it well, is what I'm saying. Got a poll up now. Let us know what you thought. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Your opinion and uh, voice on this show truly matters. So let us know. Dan gives it a thumbs down, as do I, I think. Um, but let's get into your remaining ultra chats on this one and see what you thought of the show. Uh, let me just quickly uh, sort myself out here. Cypherian says, Triple H's speech, uh, speech felt like Warrior's speech at the Raw after his Hall of Fame induction. Could Triple H be on the way out within the week? I really don't think so. I don't think they so. They circulated that internal memo that said Triple H was still in charge of creative. But then they did that show, so who bloody knows? Yeah, but they also said that, you know... Vince ain't back, guys. He doesn't get into the weeds, does he? Yeah, they they, the they literally were telling talent. Ah, he's just he's just here for to, to facilitate the sale. He's not going to be here at TV. I'm in charge of creative. If anyone who is a WWE talent is watching this broadcast, go on strike. You have my backing. Strike action. Walk out on him. Walk out on him. Make him go away. Tell those new people who are in charge that you will not stand for this because we don't want to. And you don't deserve it. Strike. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Actually, no, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to wish anyone to lose their job. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Ali's no, R7 no, no. here says, now re-watching that Triple H speech again, it kind of felt like he was saying goodbye in a way. I get the feeling the next couple of weeks we may hear of a new creative direction. That's the second person who said that. that. I don't know. We'll see. Sheldon Jackson said, I'm thinking that they do this at King of the Ring in reference to Cody and Brock. Uh, the same weekend as Double or Nothing. I'm starting to think that this is Triple H getting payback for the, thro uh, the Throne Smash in 2019. At least Cody didn't go right back down the card after losing to Roman. Nah, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's punishment. No. It's not. Uh, Turner Hoffman, people would be happier with ending if Vince wasn't back in creative control and the show wasn't so uh, damn rubbish. Agreed, yeah. That I completely agree with. I think people would be kinder to this angle if the rest of the show had been better. Uh, I'm if just, the rest of the show was what we were, uh, Fightful had, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just Marcus. This is it. This is the story continuing. They ruined the perfect main event moment and match for this? Cody versus Brock? Cody versus Brock for nothing? Does anybody care? I stand by what I said last night. I need a break from WWE for a bit. I'll keep watching through you guys. 
Joshua Lopez, I'm going to backlash. Already <laughs> upset that Cody isn't champion, but if you tell me that Brock versus Cody also doesn't have a backlash, then I will be completely throwing away the tickets because they are screwing the Puerto Rican audience. That's what makes me think Brock might be there because uh, yeah. it's a it's a brand new market or or at least a market they haven't uh, served in a while. Um, Bad Bunny and and Ray versus Priest and and Dominic is a great match, but it's not the main event. I also disagree with some people in the chat there. I still don't feel this is a burial or punishment. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Agree I don't. Interestingly, we ran the poll for longer this time of was it actually a good heel turn? Do people enjoy the segment? And we got more or less the exact same exactly. result, which yeah. is like 55, 55 no, <laughs> 45 yes. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, Andy Madrid said, I just feel, I feel like I had the most fun nine-ish months of TV ever. Now it's back to the days where I didn't want to talk about how I like wrestling. I know people like to jump to Vince's back, but maybe Maybe Triple H just isn't a consistent booker and we're in a bad era. I, I think that I think that there is a, a wholehearted difference between a bad Triple H show and what we just watched. I've seen bad Triple H shows and I think it's well worth criticizing Triple H when he deserves it. I think the booking of the women's division has been absolutely atrocious. I'm just going to point out as well, fake name here uh, said, uh, didn't Steph say that everything was fine and nothing's going to change? And then she left. Uh, Jenna, our mod mother, has just pointed out that apparently worst Raw was trending uh, in the United States on Twitter. And uh, everyone, again, just give a shout out to the uh, shout Thank out to you Jenna, so Jenna much, for Mons. running the other chat document. Yeah. She's awesome. And the rest of our moderating team. Uh, Eddie Pat 14 said, Night One was amazing. And it's been all downhill from there. That I agree with. I watched the entire night show just for that main event, and it didn't even happen. I think we accidentally sold our soul to Vince McMahon once the monkey's paw. It's a closing ceremony of what we thought was a, a halcyon summer. We we had we had the night one that we wanted, and the rest of it was was not. Uh, Alex Clark Thomas uh, Thompson here said this might actually be the worst Raw after Mania of all time. Vince is back, and he's sticking two fingers up at us for being happy. He was gone. Z zero out of ten show. Yeah, I agree with that. Sorry, checked up a little bit there. I thought you were like emotional because of two fingers. <laughs> uh, the pain train. In all honesty, apathy. Yeah, just complete apathy. Tag title match was fine. Opening promo until the mention of tag match was fine. Everything else, absolute garbage. If this is how it is going forward with the new ownership, count me out. Minus five stars. It's so hard to care about anything that happened because so little did happen. Chiara said, my old chat yesterday said, I can't wait for WrestleTalk's annual worst Raw post-WrestleMania ever again. I called it. You could have gone for Chiara was right for the title. Well, actually, I think you're fine, Chiara. I didn't name it that. And the reason why I didn't is because of your old chat from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but to be positive, it could have been worse. It may, may be next year's one. No. <laughs> Kevin Simpson says, this was a terrible show, but an amazing angle at the end. Do you think SmackDown will be the actual new Raw after Mania? Last year so it certainly felt like it. SmackDown has generally been uh, it's the a Asia. more effective show. Yeah. yeah. Um, Riot DR. Hey, yo. No call-ups, no debuts. The only return was Matt Riddle and his leggy new <laughs> look. Well, we got no actual main events. A Moss crushed Elias. Again. Lashley crushed Ali. Again. Damage control still losing. Bad show, but you are both fantastic. Thank you very much Thank for very much. a little bit of positivity. Uh, Pain Train again says, clarifying my previous ultra chat, apathy was my response to the main event angle. Okay, interesting. Also, just want to say thank you for your hard work over the past few days. It's very much appreciated. Uh, Jonathan Byron said, was this just a three-hour WWE commercial for all the new viewers that they think are now tuning in for the WWE sale today? Seven-foot giant squash match, huge entrances, general character explanation promos, face pace, fast pace, lots of sponsored bits, etc. If this if this if this is their idea of a commercial to make people want to come back, 
Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Bad time. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, Kier, uh, Kieran SR said, the show was a stinker, but that's preaching to the high choir. I'm just confused why Brock attacked Cody. People are comparing this to Cena, but he attacked Cena to prove that he's the top guy after being out. I can't see uh, I can't see why this time, but I guess we will see. Unless uh, your argument is because he's been he's been stuff suffering and, and, and the, the happy-go-lucky cowboy almost had him lose to a moss at WrestleMania and he's pissed about it. Uh, Pain Train also adds uh, also my bad for thinking the tag match was for the title yeah. of Face Palm <laughs> um, we've got an unknown username here um, if you can just read some of these because apparently said I've just tagged you on something on Twitter please go look at it it's a no uh, BS uh, a cash story I'll, I'll go and have a check I'll okay uh, Mystery Lamax says hey guys this has been a bit of a letdown but you have really helped the show fly by I just want to let you know about a dream of mine do a fantasy booking video with Adam and you guys thanks for the great content gents jam that jam uh, Adam and I can't be in the same place for too long <laughs> or the world will implode it's the twin syndrome um, uh, we have some new members we have Colorblind Media Michael Trainer. And Carter Steele, thank you so much. What a month for Mem- a, week, a weekend for Memberg's. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you all so much. We've become Memberg's over the weekend, and a hundred new people yeah. have become Memberg's over Wowzers. the weekend. Thank you so much. Uh, that unknown user, uh, please do let our moderators know the things I've been tagged on. It was the support rest talk sign. Love that. So if it is that, oh, we've been Ed, me and Edgar, me Dan and Edgar, we go been, back. Oh, we go back. We really do. We've been doing a lot of work across the live reactions to get him featured on there. Um, bedazzle. Besides the ending segment being kind of bad, this show was effing terrible. Thank you for helping me get through this nonsense uh, show. You made it enjoyable. I mean, yeah, it was bad. It just was bad. There's no good. Uh, Jake WTW, if there is one good thing that came out of this terrible show is that we'll be getting more Dan reviews. Hashtag Dan that Dan. That is true. Thank you very kindly. And Carter Steele with <laughs> what the an, what Sorkin an ending. ending here. What kind of a roar was this? What? Well, that is a great ultra chat to end on that. Mm. Oh, well done, Carter. Um, I'm just going to end the poll now, but I think it's pretty conclusive as to what you thought of this show. And this is a big change in pace that we've seen on Raw feedback here on the WrestleTalk podcast as of late. Thumbs down 71%, mid 20%, only 8% thumbs up it had been it had been mid for a while and then for me went to a big giant thumbs down i'd go so far as to give it two thumbs down yeah man i'm I'm, cross i'm hot it was a weird show i'm not gonna go and try write my review of it i really i don't know what i'm gonna say about it um thank you all so much for tuning in and watching us over the past weekend we really do truly appreciate every single one of you um i am just going to quickly post into the chat now uh Go and watch Fightful's review. Mm. Denise and uh, Sean are reviewing this at the moment. That's my, uh, that's my tube ride home viewing. Everyone, go to that link and go say hi to Fightful mm. from us because we love those guys over there. We love Sean. We love Denise. They've done exceptional hard work uh, over this, this weekend. And you should all go over there and enjoy They're doing a Bluetooth read at the love moment. Love that for them. Love that specifically for Denise. <laughs> <laughs> so all go over there, say hi to them from us, uh, and uh, show some support to the, the good folk at Fightful. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review. Well, actually, we'll be back on Wednesday, back tomorrow. No. Tomorrow, technically. Technically, yeah. We're back on Wednesday with the latest match of Worst Match Ever, which is Vince versus Pat McAfee. What a week to be posting that Goodness one. That's great. With probably a lot of dated references to Vince not being back. <laughs> so, 
There you go, everyone. Um, go and support uh, uh, Fightful, please, everyone. Uh, and uh, go su subscribe to Fightful Slate because we've used a lot of their material yes. today. And yes. Sean does incredible work. Thank you to our moderators. Oh, um, my God. Praise the mods. Like, honestly, the, the work, this, this has been a, a marathon weekend, yeah. which has had ups, massive ups incredible moments some crushing downs but uh you have had you've played a blinder <laughs> like, really genuinely i think it's been i've had a lot of fun with you the all the extra ones that you've been doing while i was asleep you really <laughs> nailed it um thank you all for joining us as well and the mods have absolutely nailed it they've done such an incredible job we love each and every single one of you um we'll have a full edited review of uh raw and some news because there's gonna be lots of news <laughs> up tomorrow here on the on wrestle talk news um so yeah subscribe to everything uh we love all just of you. everything danny th thanks so much thank you for having me and i i'm so excited to be back i can't wait for um uh, this new vince era <laughs> Um, You're welcome, one, Pete. One last thing from Eric who says, uh, do you, anyone else think that Brock's double bird was Vince speaking through the camera? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people have felt that way. To say, deal with it. Yeah. Go Raid Fightful, everyone. We will be back soon. I have been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been the Professor Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.